0: was born amid growing tensions within the AFL. These were the years of industrial organizing that rivaled the exclusive skilled craft union.
1: My name is Eric from Catskill, and you're listening to WGXC Acre 90.7 FM. The Catskill Town Board meets every first Tuesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. at the Catskill Town Hall and holds a committee meeting the third Wednesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. You can turn out in person at the Catskill Town Hall to speak at these meetings or tune in to a live web stream through the Catskill Town Board and WGXC. Go to wgxc.org slash listen or click on the listen button at wgxc.org to tune in to any of the Catskill Town Board meetings, the first Tuesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. and the third Wednesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. at wgxc.org and townofcatskillny.gov. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Upstate Films, where membership provides access to world-class cinema, first-run feature films, art house films, live music, and more. Plus, advance notice of close-up conversations with directors and actors and other special events. At the Star Theater in Rhinebeck, the Orpheum in Socrates, and traveling around the Hudson Valley. Information at upstatefilms.org support. That's Upstate Films.
0: WGXE is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Elizabeth Powell of Craryville, New York. WGXE's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia Counties. You too can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org slash donate. Thank you for your support.
2: Welcome to Tim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a twice-monthly radio show where we talk about movies. Uh, tonight is a very special show. Sadly, we do not have Amanda with us, but we will have some very special guests. However, before I get into that, let me tell you a little bit about what's playing in our local theaters. We have, over at the Crandall Theater in Chatham, we have Theater Camp, Past Lives, Sing Two. Cat Video Fest 2023, Minions, and Killer Films producers Christine Vachon and Pam Koffler to be honored at Film Columbia 2023. Uh, and to find out more about these specific showtimes, you can head on over to org. Heading on over across the river to the highway drive-in, we have, uh, let's see, so these are actually last weekend's screen times, so they may shift a little bit this week. We have Barbie and My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, The Nun 2, and The Conjuring. Uh, and then we also have Equalizer 3 and Gran Turismo. And to find out more information about those show- showtimes, you can head on over to Uh Sticking on that side of the river, let me tell you about what's happening at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. We also have My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Uh, The Nun 2, and The Equalizer 3. Plus, they still have a couple of showtimes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, if you're still trying to see that one. And to find those specific showtimes, you can go to WyndhamTheatre.com. All right, heading back to Hudson, we have at the Spotlight Cinemas, otherwise known as the Fairview Movieplex, The Nun 2, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, Strays, The Equalizer 3, Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Barbie, and you can still see Oppenheimer. And to find those specific showtimes, you can go to spotlightcinemas.com, but make sure that you choose Hudson, New York as your location. All right, sticking around in Hudson, we have at TSL, our little local indie theater, Uh, There's actually a really exciting uh, director's movie series in September, which is now crazy. (laughs) It is three movies by Wong Kar Wai. We have Chungking Express, In the Mood for Love, and Happy Together. Uh, I saw Happy Together at TSL. It was the first movie that I saw after COVID lockdown had opened up, and it was really lovely. So I'd highly recommend heading over to timeandspace.org to find out those showtimes. Alrighty, and last but not least, I will tell you what's going on down at Upstate Films, starting with the location in Rhinebeck. We have The Killers, Umberto Eco, A Library of the World, A Haunting in Venice, Contempt, 2040, The Miracle Club, Barbie, Sweet Smell of Success, and A Fire. And then heading over to the Orpheum Theater, which is the upstate location in Saugerties, we have Bottoms, Resistance Through Filmmaking, A Bronx Tale, Theater Camp, Barbie, Cat Video Fest 2023, and Oppenheimer. And if you want to know more about those specific showtimes and what's coming up next, you can head on over to upstatefilms.org. All right, so tonight, is a very special show. Sadly, Amanda cannot be with us, but filling her shoes for the time being, I have three of my most wonderful friends who are visiting us from uh, across the world, all over the place, all over this great nation. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Let me make sure that you guys are plugged in. You guys want to introduce yourselves? First, I have, uh, let's start with Shannon Thomas, who is coming from Philadelphia. Let me see. Oh, I can't hear you, so let me figure out where you're coming from. Speak again, my friend. Oh, let's try. It's going to be one of these. We're going to find you. Oh, that's it, I think. Speak up. Third time's the charm. Yes, I found you. Yay!
0: (laughs) Thank you much. Thank you so much for having me to Jenny and to dim the lights. I hope we do Amanda proud. Oh, it's, um, I think that we're going to do just fine here now that
2: I've solved a technical difficulty, which was figuring out how to host you guys. <laughs> we're making it work. I'm pressing a lot of buttons. I look like a little kid in front of like a very complicated keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also joining us, we have Anne Boylan coming, from you, coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts. Thank
3: you so much, Jenny. I'm also being co-piloted by um, Jonesy, my cat, who um, is currently biting my hand.
2: Oh, that's so helpful. Delighted of to him. be here.
3: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and then last but not
2: least, we have the lovely Charlie Heller coming in live from Queens, New York.
1: Yeah, all all the way, all over the world.
2: All over the world, also <laughs> anyway. known as the General Northeast Area.
1: <laughs> and I also have a cat terrorizing me in the
2: background. This may be an Animal Forward episode, and that's pretty exciting. That's just fine. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we are here at WGXC 90.7 FM. Uh, To chat about movies and the stuff that we've been watching lately. We had a little bit of a chit-chat before we started, and it sounds like we've watched a variety of movies that are good and bad, and also just fine. (laughs) Uh, I can start with a really bad movie that I watched the other day, just to get us rolling. I would would love for you to start. It would be my distinct pleasure to tell you about a movie that I watched Which, in its defense, I was trying to do a little bit of work while watching it, and so maybe I didn't give it all of the attention it deserves, but I don't think it's very good, so maybe it doesn't deserve it at all. I watched a brand new movie from 2023 called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) It's Okay, so I heard about it because Amanda and I read the showtimes for it multiple times, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, because it's like it's an adaptation of the part of Dracula where he comes over on the boat to England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, in my opinion, is like the most thrilling part of Dracula. I think it's so good and scary. Yeah, like, it's um, so spooky. It's so scary. Like I just read Dracula for the first time last year, uh, like in its Ooh. entirety, and I found Ooh. that part to be so like stunningly fascinating and exciting. And you know, I love scary stuff uh yeah, yeah, and so yeah. i was like all right this movie does not have good reviews but let me be the judge <laughs> a person who loves every movie <laughs> surely i will uh-huh. like it uh, uh-huh. and so i put it on the other night and let me tell you the reviews
3: are not wrong <laughs> it's very, boring.
2: <laughs> it's uh, very no, boring
3: no yeah you that's really a... well i was gonna say that's such a bummer because um constant chaotic review force Gretchen Felker Martin who I know <laughs> Jenny you and I at least have talked about before as a critic who we like either very much agree with or very much disagree with just posted a review saying that she really liked it and so for a moment having never considered watching it up until that point like this morning I was like should I watch it I really... But I would love to hear more about your so, feelings about
1: it. So if they're listening, we're kicking <laughs> off the feud.
3: It's time. <laughs> Gretchen, I'm going to fight you.
2: It's <laughs> no all over her. for you. Yeah. Um, he's got a book I, deal. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm of two minds about it because there are a lot of things about it that I think are almost really good. Like, So to give you an overview of it, if you're not familiar with the story or you haven't seen the movie... Uh, it's about basically a group of people on a ship who are coming from Transylvania, Hungary. I don't; It's really unclear where, somewhere in Eastern <laughs> Europe. And many of the characters have fake Eastern European accents, <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. which is uh, a little brutal. But so it's a ship coming from somewhere in Eastern Europe all the way to England. And in the novel, Dracula is on the boat. And it's all from the perspective of the captain's log. You're just reading the log as every day people start to disappear and die on this boat. And it's really frightening. And so the movie takes the same plot, but it's like, I mean, it, it gives more like, quote unquote, depth to the characters, but they don't actually have a lot of depth, frustratingly. But so you're following this group of people who are on this ship in this situation that should be very scary, where, you know, things are happening very, very quickly. People are dying very quickly on this boat. And it's, I don't know, like... A thing that I found very frustrating about the movie is that the pacing just doesn't really make any sense. Like, it takes a really long time to get going. Um, it The voyage is cursed from the start. Like, there's a scene where um, this big, this massive crate holding what we, the viewers, understand to be Dracula, but the people on the boat do not know, like, falls down and almost crushes a little boy. And he's, like, saved at the last minute. So all of these people are like, this voyage has been cursed. Like, it's going to be bad. So it has this, like, bit of foreshadowing and, like, foreboding at the beginning. But beyond that, like, there's not a lot of built-in, like, eerie energy. I don't know. Like, it just... It takes a really long time to get going. Um, The characters are just, like, not that interesting, unfortunately. The main guy is kind of the most interesting person because he gets a little bit more depth than everybody else. But even he is, like, it's not enough, really. Um And so... The other thing that's kind of fun about it is that it has really good gore in it, (laughs)
3: which is like a draw for me.
2: But the rest of the movie doesn't have enough like serving this kind of like very what could be a very frightening story. Uh, It just isn't like none of the other parts of the filmmaking really speak to that. Like I think one of the things that is frightening about it to me is that it's these people trapped on a boat that's like very claustrophobic where you you know you you can't get off <laughs> you're all, yeah. you're simply trapped at sea but all of the sets are really really big and they feel very very like and there's no feeling of being trapped in them and there's also not hmm. like i feel like you're not given a good layout of the boat to begin with so you're kind of confused about where everything is
3: and just doesn't hmm. feel—it
2: feels like very ineffective to me. So it actually really surprises me that she thought I was like
3: on movies. Yeah, just, I don't know. What a bummer. They're just. So you getting... think
1: instead of the last voyage of Demeter, it should have been like the last voyage of Decentimeter?
0: Yes. <laughs> the <bowels>
2: exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um... So much that would I'm have just made asking it the much better questions. to me. <laughs> 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 i think uh i think if only if only they had come up with that themselves yeah it just is like not it's such a bummer it just really feels like there's all. Dracula's all like cgi the entire time and that always really Ooh. does not work for me because it just it pulls you out of it so fast there are a couple of really effective scenes which is why i kind of feel of two minds about it like it's like of a good movie and then 40% of Mm -hmm. them just
0: biffing it and it's uh, I found it to be a bummer Yeah Yeah. On a scale of of one To Ghost Ship where does it fall on like Spooky boat movies
2: It's not scary at all Ghost Ship is amazing
0: Yeah (laughs) I realized I talk about Ghost Ship a lot, despite only having seen it once at a party when I shouldn't have been watching R-rated movies in middle school. Oh yes. But the opening scene of Ghost Ship still haunts me to this day. And whenever I see cables, I'm like, I can't get ghost Shipped. I gotta look. Be, I gotta be looking out. So yes, dude. I also it's kind of the pinnacle of spooky boat movies for
2: me. I am with you. I think Ghost Ship is great. I think I also think about the beginning literally all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that might be the first R-rated movie I ever saw. It's up there.
3: Whoa. Yeah, I just saw it for the first time. Oh. Like, two months ago. Did you like it? It was great. Yeah, it was great. That opening scene was great. And that is how you use a gothic premise of, like, the spooky boat, which has so much potential, as you said, Jenny, for, like, a feeling of, like, claustrophobia or, you know, the classic, like, closed house and then there were none type mystery or something like that. This
1: poster is incredible for ghost Ship.
3: Oh, it's so yeah. good. yeah. I remember staring at it as a but... child. Like I never saw it as a kid, but I remember being in the theater, seeing it on the coming attractions, and being like, "Whoa!" Yes, dude. That's scary. I watched it at for my Halloween... bad friend's
0: house, of course. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> um, for Halloween, I, I always a... watch one scary movie. So maybe this year, I it should be a Ghost Ship rewatch. Ghost
2: Ship, yes, dude. I think you're gonna really enjoy it, it on a rewatch. Ship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: For, for listeners, the is a giant boat, but then like the whole hull of the boat is a skull.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we actually, I watched it not that long ago with some of my coworkers. Um, because one of my coworkers at the time was like twenty one. Now they're a little bit older, and we'd me and my coworkers who were the same age as me were talking about how much we loved Ghost Ship as a ki- as kids and how much it scared us. And so we invited them over to watch it. And when it started, they were like, oh, I thought this movie would be in black and white. And I was like, I don't, I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> That's maybe the meanest
2: thing anybody's ever said to me. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Brutal. But yeah, The Last Very Voyage good. of the Demeanor, I just, I didn't, I really, I really wanted to like it because I love movies where people are stuck on boats and shows. I'm a big The Terror fan and like I just I don't know I really want maybe it's I don't know my expectations were pretty low though I was gonna say like did I want too much but I just think it's just like it felt really weirdly um like thoughtless like it just it felt like a lot of the shots didn't have any intention behind them which like yeah it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. a silly horror movie which is fine but it also is taking itself very seriously in this way that I just found incredibly boring (laughs) um And there were a couple of scenes that really worked for me and uh, (laughs) tragically like one of the other main characters is a little kid and I don't think he's a very good actor. And so I think that was part of the problem (laughs) was that I just like could not get into him. And it was yeah, there's kind of like three characters you actually care about and only one of them is any good. And so it was just it was a shame. I would say I mean, I think I, I want. I want you guys to watch it because I want to know what you think, but I
3: also don't want you to waste your
2: time.
3: I'm down. It feels like it would be worth it for like a month of October when you just need like something to put on while you do dishes yeah. that contributes to some like pre-Halloween ambiance. I'd be down for that. Yeah. I uh, I just saw that uh, Aisling, I have no clue how to say her name, Aisling Frank Yossi is in it. it Who's yes. in... Um, the fall. I think she was Katie in the fall and was in that movie The Nightingale. That's what and I know her from the Nightingale. I feel like yeah. yeah. She's like the embodiment of like the the thing you do with like the eye emoji, lips emoji, eye emoji. You know? <laughs> like I feel like she's always just staring at the camera, lips parted. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know it's really
2: she is one of the other main characters and like I think she's an incredible actress because I know her from the Nightingale, which she's great in, but it yeah. just is like she has no character whatsoever. She's like mm. the one who is found in the crate with Dracula because he like brought her with him to like feed Whoa. on while he's in the boat before he starts oh. killing all of the shipmates. Oh, so it's a it's a hetero Dracula. It's, oh, baby, movie. it's a hetero Dracula. That's a real shame. I simply
3: hate a, to see it. It a is. Darn there's shame. no
2: homoeroticism in this movie at all, and I'm like, all those boys on that boat. Oh.
3: You're not even gonna give me a little bit not even a little bit you have to work to take the homoeroticism out of dracula you have to put in hours to strip that text and they
2: did i'm also going to give you a very gentle spoiler for the ending so if you don't want to know about the like last scene of the last voyage of the demeter turn your sound off you guys included if you want um but (laughs) it's like lay it on me the main character is this guy who like makes his way onto the boat Because despite being like a college educated black man and like everyone lets him on the boat because he like saves the little kid at the very beginning. Um, And he's really good. I actually quite like him. But the actor, I mean, but he, spoiler alert, is the sole survivor of The Lost Voyage of the Demeter, which I'm like, okay, you chose to have a survivor. Interesting. And then the very I was like almost really into the ending of this movie, but because he goes to, like, a pub and sees Dracula there. <laughs> and it's, like, at first the I was like, oh, that's is. kind of fun. But then it sets it up for it to be like, oh, are there going to be sequels where this guy's hunting Dracula in this really um... weird, like, Avengers way? That I was like, are you serious? Like, please don't set up this movie for sequels when you're simply ignoring the source material in its entirety. It's, like, such a bizarre... also, Yeah.
3: Also, if I were him, I would have simply been, like, that guy right there is a Dracula.
2: You right. think every... about that. It's
1: like it's not called the second to last voyage.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, so, it's so... I was like, well, what are we doing? It was so bizarre. Uh,
3: but yeah, um, that's
2: my review. I really... I wanted to like it a lot because I love Dracula. I love Draculas. I love yeah. Draculas on boats. What's not to love? <laughs> but it really didn't hit for me. I hate to say. That's... It's sad,
3: but I'm glad I heard it from a friend.
2: <laughs> Let me be the one to break it to you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. What do you guys have for me? What have you been watching
3: lately? Should we, hear about, should we hear about a good movie?
0: Yeah. Do you want to swap over to a good one? Yeah. I can go unless, Charlie, did you see something better than what I saw? <laughs> we don't know what each other <laughs> has seen. So it's like good movie I, roulette.
1: Yeah. I, I watched two movies that were really good, but I feel like unintentionally were like thematically related
0: Ooh, all right you go first because mine are so disparate it's not even right. funny.
1: so i watched between the lines which is a 70s movie and then the watermelon
3: woman oh yeah
1: dude 90s. oh
3: yeah i've been meaning to see that one i've heard and great things
1: they both i guess they're both kind of rom-coms but I felt like they were more kind of like the hangout movie style rom-com where there's just a lot of random stuff happening, but in a good way, like a lot of vibes. And then they're both kind of about people who live a sort of arty lifestyle that is a lot harder to have now. Um, And uh, and they're both directed by women. Um, So they had, they both just had very cool perspectives but also very chill vibes. Um, Amazing. So, so I'll just go... I didn't watch them as a double feature, but I was like, this actually would be a good double feature, because they're also both like pretty short.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, so Between the Lines, it's, it's from 1977. It's directed by Joan Micklin Silver. Also, shout out to my, my friend Andrea, who recommended this when I was like, I need a chill movie to chill. <laughs> um, And it's about like people who work at like an alternative newspaper in Boston in the seventies. Um called like I don't know the Back Bay Mainline or something. <laughs> Perfect. Um and you know like, kind of struggling, but it's cool. They have cred and everyone's in kind of like a transitional period in their life. And the main guy is John Hurd, who is the dad in Home Alone. Oh with first movie. And he is like He's very hot in this movie. I did not realize. Um, It also has Jeff Goldblum in an early role as like the music critic but he's like the Jeff Goldblum character that everybody loves. Um, And then a lot of other people who I am not familiar with, but are all really good. And I don't know how to describe the plot, but it's just like, everyone's kind of dealing with their stuff. The main guy's like maybe trying to get back with his, ex-girlfriend who's like a really good photographer for the paper who everyone's trying to get to work at other places and she's like an interesting character because she's just like she just knows that she's an extremely good photographer and people everybody else in the movie basically is super insecure like this man guy's like my reporting isn't doing anything should I give up like blah blah and then there's this truly horrible guy who is like to stop coming to work because he got like a book agent and he's like writing the great american novel and it's like one of the most unbearable people i've ever seen in a movie um but i feel like we all know of people like this guy and then like his girlfriend is also a good reporter and they're trying to deal with it um and there's like a like a new guy who's trying to get into reporting is really over eager and everybody's very dismissive um but just all the all the like just all the random scenes of stuff happening, like, they're going to try to do a story, they're going on a sort of date, maybe, they're just arguing over weird stuff, they're having an editorial meeting. It all just, like, felt like clearly the people making this movie had experienced this, and like, had come through kind of the good and bad parts. I think the director worked for, like, the Village Voice or something. Was drawing from that. And, you know, they're like, you, you can't really do this anymore. Like, you can't really work at a place like this where they just let you write, like, weird articles and you can afford, like, an apartment in Boston and do your thing. And similarly, yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of movies like this anymore that are, like, bigger. Where, like, like, this is the kind of movie where there's a scene of just, like, a dude walking around Boston, like, trying to sell newspapers to people in cars and, yeah. like... Music by a member of the Eat Street band is oh like God. playing. It's like the opening <laughs> credits for five minutes and you're just like, Yeah, this rules. I love this. <laughs> you know, like um so I, I don't I feel like I don't have super strong observations here. There is a subplot about like are they gonna sell the paper and sell out and whatever, which is like very relevant yeah. to to today. Yeah. But
2: but still very seventies. Like, are we yeah. gonna sell out, man?
1: Yeah. And I don't know, I would strongly recommend it. It's just it's just a great time. Nice. Um, there's good, the you... good stuff feels very real because it's like not that structured. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, I don't get why people are exactly making these decisions when they do, but it kind of does make sense. I don't know.
3: So I looked this up on IMDb and um, I think IMDb has this feature where like, there's a one-sentence summary, but then people can add like plot tags to it. And can can you confirm or deny for me the plot tags for it? Say male rear nudity, bare chested male, male star appears nude, star appears nude, male nudity. Yeah, I can, <laughs> can you confirm yeah, or I deny. Can,
1: I used to be a fact checker and I can <laughs> confirm that those are factual statements.
3: The users on imdb.com are absolutely yes. rabid hair
1: going crazy <laughs> well, I, was, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say like so one of the other parallels with the water villain woman which is also about somebody in a kind of not quite the same she works at a, at a video store which is less glamorous but has a similar kind of a lot of free time to hang out and pursue their artsy stuff lifestyle
3: mm-hmm.
1: um let me give you the spiel on that one real quick. So this is by Cheryl Dunye. She is a black lesbian filmmaker who made a movie that is about a fictionalized version of herself, who who is trying to become a filmmaker, and she gets obsessed with an actress she sees in a 30s movie playing like a um, super stereotypical like black woman character. But she's like, this is like so good. I want to learn like more about her. And it's kind of, like, weaving her, like, regular life. And then this documentary she's trying to make about it. Mm. And then, like, footage she finds of this person, which is all fictionalized. But they, like, make it. And it seems very real. So it's, like, got a lot of layers to put in this 90-minute movie. Um, But it's also, similarly, like, this is a movie where they just have, like, a minute of shots of people just, like, dancing on a roof. And there's, like, some music playing. And it's not really part of the story. And you're just, like, yeah, this is great. just <laughs> yes. This is- I don't know yeah, I don't know how you decide like what point in the movie to have the dance breakdown but like this is it this is the time It's vibes um, forward Yeah and it's obviously like a more political movie because of the subject Totally um, and she like gets into a relationship with somebody who comes to the video store um and there's a pretty explicit sex scene that apparently caused a political controversy because the movie got some funding <laughs> the national endowment for the arts and then some <laughs> wow. republicans got very upset about it and there was like a hearing or something
0: oh um, yeah this would have been smack in the middle of the culture wars with the NDA yeah, so, Congress, which
1: have mercifully ended forever and we know <laughs> but at the time um but yeah and so the other similarities between the lines also has like a bunch of sex scenes and synthesis becomes sort of like a online debate about the need of sex scenes or whatever oh my God. i thought it was just interesting how both of these movies like if you took them out they'd be like worse movies because they're just using it to actually like be like you can see the different relationships these characters have from like how they film this stuff and how they act in them and i mean probably the fact that they're directed by women makes it different from your like standard hollywood sex scene or whatever right um I don't have anything else to add to that, but I thought it was just interesting in light of that. Yeah. Um,
2: it is so these movies funny.
1: are both very funny, also. I just want to add, and I super recommend them both.
2: Yeah, I've been meaning to watch The Watermelon Woman for so long, um, and it's great to hear <laughs> that it is as good as I've heard.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it's like kind of like Lurks <laughs> was was had the description that i just gave it has a very (laughs) close vibe but like more more good (laughs) like but you know like if clerks was about more important stuff
3: right (laughs) yeah i've heard great things i will definitely add that to my watch list
2: amazing wow yeah for sure they both sound rad thank you charlie yeah for real
3: it's so
0: nice to
2: hear about Oh, Jenny, I can't hear you if you're talking. Oh, there we go. Okay, I was trying to figure out. I was like, do I? I I muted myself on the Zoom because I was like, uh uh-oh, am I echoing? But I don't think so because it shouldn't be playing through. Anyway, I'm just playing around. Just playing (laughs) around trying to make sure audio sounds good. If it sounds bad... You could text me. I won't know how to fix it. But <laughs> if you wanted to, you could. It sounds perfectly good to me here on Zoom. That's great. That's all that matters, actually, <laughs> to me. Um, so I'm just, you know, having having fun pulling up many screens, trying to figure out, trying to make myself visible to you guys and also uh, audible to our hacking wonderful listeners. Hacking into hacking into the ma- mainframe. This is F- going to be... WGXC. This is a very Getty. special episode that should be archived for all of history. As we Mm -hmm. attempt this.
0: (laughs) Getty, now that we can see you, I think we have the same shirt on, but (gasps) in different colors. We are
2: literally wearing the same shirt. Mine is a lot
0: sweatier, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was it's destiny. It's so beautiful. We're like we're dressed like 3D glasses. I'm blue and you're red. Um, Yeah. The movie theme. Thematic. Now (laughs) Shannon, I heard that you watched a good movie also.
0: I did. I watched two good movies that were so far from each other on like the spectrum of comma, comma, drama and comedy (laughs) that it was like really like it's. Yeah. So um, I got to see Bottoms on Friday. (gasps) Oh, I'm so jealous. It it. was so delightful. Um, I think Mm -hmm. the best thing I can say without giving anything really away about the tone um the friend I went with they described it as a perfect meeting of superbad and heathers oh my god <laughs>
3: um,
0: where basically um it is the story of two high school age lesbians who decide that they're going to start a fight club in order to attract girls <laughs> <laughs> and it starts off very much like a typical high school comedy that's very grounded in reality Um, it's kind of unclear what decade you're in, Mm -hmm. um, because all the young people are dressing like it's 2004 anyway, right now. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, it very quickly kind of unhinges itself from, you know, normal everyday life, um, and becomes incredibly violent, but in a fun way. Um, and Yeah. It is a movie that I definitely want to see again because every line is a one-liner and you yes. can tell a lot of it was improv. So I definitely missed a good portion of the jokes because I was laughing at the previous joke, if that makes
2: sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um,
0: That's great. It was delightful. It has one of the best placed uses of a pop punk song ever. And I won't give it away but it literally had the whole theater gasping and, like, clutching their pearls. Oh, uh, I'm so stoked. Because it was just so I perfect. Um, and then the rest of the music is, um, all, like, the scoring is actually done by Charlie XCX, which oh. is super fun. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> fun. Yeah. Doing it for the gays. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. For it's real. It's the gayest movie for a lot of reasons. Um, and then... I kind of was expecting him to be the breakout star of the film um, because I had seen him in a TV show already and knew he was secretly very funny. But Marshawn Lynch, the former football player, plays like the bumbling teacher who unknowingly signs up to be like the advisor for the club. And he is so funny. It's like his comedic timing is great. And for somebody who's also like wow. I don't know, maybe a Super Bowl winning football, I don't really know anything about this football. <laughs> but other than being a really acclaimed football player, it's like this, there's it's not fair that someone is this good at two disparate things. It would be like the high school football star also being the lead in the school musical, which I know happens in some places, but that was not my experience um in high school. So um yeah, he's great. And if Uh, You can't go see the movie. Watch his episode of Murderville with Will Arnett on Netflix, which is hilarious. It's like an improv murder mystery show. Oh, fun. It's great. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Yeah, it's super fun. All the episodes are like a half hour. Will Arnett just keeps breaking and Marshawn Lynch doesn't really know what's happening and it still manages to be really funny. So, um, yeah, highly recommend Bottoms. Um, the only other thing that I will say is Nicholas Galitzine's mouth is the biggest mouth you will find on screen. Um, it's just get him dude. so wide. I couldn't quite tell when I when, when I saw him um, in Red, White, and Royal Blue earlier this oh summer, God, um, where again he plays a very disparate disparate uh, character to where we're at with Bottoms. I only really watched it on like my TV at home, so to see his big old mouth on a movie screen in the theater I was floored honestly um <laughs> you're gonna yeah, see that, that IMAX. Take away. really funny <laughs> great soundtrack big mouth on Galaxy. and um yeah Marshawn Lynch <laughs> legend. really
3: good Incredible. review Incredible. I don't need to read any others that was that perfect. video of
1: Marshawn Lynch like overdubbing Darth Vader is extremely funny I was always like he should
2: be in stuff oh my god i don't know that one either
3: i <laughs> don't oh, ah. yeah, yeah, know how
1: is, but... what the context is for there's some video where they just had him overdub darth vader
0: Whoa. he's so good
1: yeah, that's all the information I have. <laughs>
0: that's um, sufficient but yeah uh, everyone should go see it Sneak in a beer to the cinema if that's allowed where you are at. Maybe, you know, patron your cinema if they have a bar there, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, well worth a uh, friend's night out for Incredible. sure. Incredible. Yeah, I'm so stoked. I almost
2: went on Sunday night because it's playing in Kingston. But I held back hoping that one of my friends would want to go with me. But the one I was going to ask, I found out already went. And I was like, are you serious? I can't believe you've done
0: this Rude to me.
3: Trail. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> I got to go
2: some night this week now. <laughs>
0: It's definitely a buddy movie. Um, yeah. And uh, shout out to the gays. This one's for you. Yay. It's excellent. For Yay. us.
2: <laughs> Don't set yourself apart, Squan. Come on. <laughs> for all of us. Oh, my God. That's great news. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to hear about another bad movie. That's what I want.
3: Okay. Let's go right into a bad one. Um, I... so. I initially told you guys that I did not watch something super recently for this show, but then I got a second win today and I went back and I did the right thing (laughs) and I watched in full a movie that I actually lied and logged on Letterboxd like a month ago, but I had only made it like 30 minutes in and I was like, I'm never going to go back to this. But today I went back and I finally finished 2018's Little Italy. Which is oh. a rom-com starring Hayden Christensen and um, Emma Roberts? I think I always get the Emmas mixed up. Emma Roberts, um, in, like, which like I, I know because I've, I haven't oh, seen forget it. it. Forget um, about she's it. She's the brunette one. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> that. Emma. Okay, it is Emma Roberts because I just learned that she's Julia Roberts's niece. Oh yeah. yeah they both got that big mouth i had no idea yeah another big (laughs) mouth (laughs) i can't say i noticed her mouth but i guess you're right (laughs) um so little italy i watched after uh fans of the show will recall jenny's review of awake (laughs) and after all of us watched awake together i decided to watch another hayden christensen movie post star wars And um, so Little Italy is like a movie that is desperately grabbing at all the rom-com formulae and then just kind of throwing it together in a bowl and not really bringing it to life. So we set the scene. It's set in the Little Italy of Toronto for a fun little twist on the usual. Yeah, no. Not Italy and not like New York City and not oh, like the north red. end of Boston oh or God. something. Yeah, <laughs> they decided not to lie and like shoot it in Toronto and call it Boston or something. They were like, no, 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 it's Toronto. <laughs> um, Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts are both children of two feuding pizza shop owning families. <laughs> stop. We used to own a pizza shop together. But some unnamed, like apple of discord, came between them, and now they own rival shops right next door to each other. And Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts used to be best friends when they were kids, but then she went off to culinary school in France—or no, in England—which. <laughs> If she went to reason I thought it was France, was because I was like, England surely, surely doesn't culinary have culiners in
1: England.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if she learned to make sorry to our British listeners. if she learned to make pizza in England,
3: uh, his shop is already better. I don't need to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so she, but she was see. Here is the thing: she was running away from her past, so she was making anything oh, but pizza. Like, she was I like, I, I, I do haute cuisine now. Twist. I don't do pizza anymore and she's like moving on up in the food world and some like big name like michelin-starred restaurateur wants to take her on but it's also uh the entire plot is actually driven by like immigration bureaucratic hell so she like has to go back to toronto because she needs the switch over from, like, a student visa to a work visa if she's going to be able to work for this woman. Um, so she has to go back home for, like, a weekend, and she runs into Hayden Christensen's character again. And you can, like, basically guess, because it follows every single formula in the book, what happens from then on. Um, it was not a good movie. <laughs> it's from mm. 2018. But it, like, it's clearly trying to, like, make it 2004 again by science or magic. Like, it's it's just, like, it's doing, like, I, for most of this movie, I thought it must have been a script that was in a dusty drawer, like, written in 2004, and somebody pulled it out and, like, made it completely unaltered. But the only thing that clued me into the fact that they did, in fact, at least update it was that... Um, In the rom-com trope moment where her family sets her up with, like, an unsuitable guy to, like, contrast with Hayden Christensen's character and make her realize that she really liked him. The unsuitable guy is, like, really into her feet. (laughs) And so then I was like, oh, okay, they did make this in 2018. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just really hollow and wooden. There's no chemistry going on. The whole thing is that Hayden Christensen is supposed to be like a bad boy, like notch in his bedpost type of dude. Like, you know, a classic, like, he can only love her. So in her absence, he's just been like, you know, dating around, nothing serious. But he doesn't have the charisma to pull that character off. And all of her friends keep doing the like, oh my God, he's such a, he's like an incredible babe thing. Like he's so hot. And she's like, no, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, But they like, he's a good looking man. Like I, as I mean, our listeners don't know, but as you all know, I was number one Hayden Christensen crush haver circa the Star Wars movies. Like I think he's an attractive guy, but they do this thing that I've noticed in a lot of Hallmark movies where they um they just cake him in like foundation that's a shade too dark Ooh, or something. Yeah. And then they don't contour or like do any other makeup. So his face is just looking like dry and old and flat the whole movie. And like his forehead wrinkles really stand out dramatically in a way that like we're just not accustomed to seeing in like a leading man, like romantic lead type of character. Um, and he is 10 years older than emma roberts but like he looks like he looks like 20 years older than her in this movie like it's off-putting i also like i just
2: really assumed he wasn't in any movies after awake i was like that's the last one yeah he didn't do anymore after that when you said 2018 i was like are you serious 2018
3: and it's um it's the guy who directed did How to lose a guy in ten days oh. and like Mystic Pizza, like it's like well, he went back guy, to
1: the pizza well. He went
3: back, <laughs> he went the back so to the well. pizza well. And Emma Roberts puts on the shirt from the from Mystic Pizza in the movie, oh the God, like so. little slice of heaven <laughs> shirt. A little tidbit for the it's Mystic Pizza name. heads out there. Oh um, my God. I also can't let it go unremarked upon that it fully uses. It has like. 2004 era racism it has like weirdly two very low pot shots at like specifically south asian people and no other races and it's like two separate ones and i don't understand like each pizza shop has one employee who's south asian and they just hurl like weirdly like white person trying to write an insult that a south asian person would say to another south asian person um it's very weird for any year let alone 2018 and then they have another part where they go to like an indian restaurant that's like weirdly like like horny themed like it's called like korma Sutra or something like that. Oh no. You hate to see it. It's very weird. It's it really sucks to see. Um (laughs) that's part of why I was like, this has to be a script from two thousand four. Oh the cover. No, I think they just wrote it and they were just
2: bad. The cover of the movie is also really giving two thousand four, but like incredibly low budget. Yes. I actually I remember when you logged this on Letterboxd because I was like, Oh, one star but like the cover is so it just I mean, it looks like a made for T V movie from two thousand four. Yes. It is so it looks so bad.
3: Is it yes. funded by like Canada? <laughs> It has to be it I has think. to be, right? Like I think Toronto must have, like their tourism bureau yeah. must have heavily invested in this. Just yeah, a Toronto. <laughs> a lot of yeah.
0: a lot of TV shows where you think you're in New York City
3: are actually in Toronto. Right. So yeah. I don't know, maybe I had that um, when I worked at a Boston-based publication that was not actually. Wasn't, like, publishing anything Boston-related. And um, the props coordinator from Handmaid's Tale asked us Ooh. to ship some issues to Toronto because they wanted... It was going to be set in Boston. They were right. like, we want some Boston local flavor. Can you send us <laughs> some issues? And I was like, this magazine would not be on a newsstand in Boston. For the Handmaid's thank Tale you. future. Yeah. That's hilarious. Incredible. Um,
2: Just a yeah. little behind the scenes.
3: Yeah. I am... Um, Oh, um, I almost forgot Alyssa Milano's in it. Aww. But it is disturbing Aww. to see, like, the hotties from days of Your playing mom characters. Yeah, it's always and a bummer. She is a mom in it. it <laughs> yeah, it, it was rough to see. <laughs> um, Not to say yeah, that you, a hottie
2: can't be a mom, because moms can be hotties, but,
3: Absolutely. Know. It was just a reminder of how seasons pass, and sometimes we all get a little bit older um i realize we haven't specified where our movies are available to watch but um speaking of being funded by the city of toronto this movie is very freely available you can watch it on hoopla with your library card you can watch it on Freevee with ads you can watch it on tubi any of those free streaming platforms if anything i've said has somehow convinced you that you might want to watch Little Italy. You can very easily watch it anywhere you like. Uh, nothing that you somewhere said. After,
1: <laughs> there's a connoisseur of movies that are titled after places. He's like, I guess I got to see this one. <laughs>
2: yep. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Well, we don't have a lot of time left. Um, I want to ask you guys... Well, I kind of know the answer for some... I was going to ask, what's the last movie you saw in theater? But I kind of know the answer from Shannon. But do you guys want (laughs) to... My other question was going to be, what's your favorite movie that you've seen this year?
3: (laughs) But I know that might take a little more thinking
2: time. A little thinking time. Yeah,
3: that's a tough one.
2: I don't have an answer myself. I'm just, you know, Mm. I'm just curious. If you yeah, know. I
0: mean, that's an excellent um, prompt. I think <laughs> that's for me, great. I did not prepare it you for probably, it even a little bit. <laughs>
3: I'm,
0: I'm I'm blanking pretty hard, and it's like nine months into the year, and I really have no idea. But I would say probably bottoms. Like it was the most movie theater movie I've seen. Like a lot of the other things I saw, except for maybe the exception of Oppenheimer. I feel like I could have watched at home and like had. Maybe that's, like, a knock-on of the code effect, but, like, being in, like, a packed theater on a Friday night felt, like, really fun for something like
2: that. It is such a nice, it's, there's not much like that experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Um, Well, should I say the other movie that I watched that was, like, the antipathy of Bottoms (gasps) while Charlie and Anne think of various... Oh, yeah, I am interested, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I listened to another movie podcast um, called Films to be Buried with sometimes. And sometimes people give like very good arguments for watching certain movies. And so Leaving Las Vegas came up, and I have never seen it before. I've also seen. never seen it. And all I to. knew was that Nicolas Cage is in it. And he won his Oscar for that. And it was like peak Nick Cage in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. It's 1995. And so i sold it to my husband like let's watch in a cave movie on a sunday night it is not a um easy or fun watch but it is a really brilliant watch um nicholas cage plays a suicidal alcoholic who goes to las vegas and falls in love with a sex worker played by elizabeth shu and it is uh two hours of emotional trauma but it's really beautiful. And it is not the romance I was promised, but maybe the romance we deserved. Um, no, that, was- <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, that was stunning. Uh, but yeah, if you have not seen Leaving Las Vegas, maybe um, plan to watch like Raising Arizona right after to like <laughs> cheer you up. Yes. But um, yeah, Nicolas Cage really uh, had some, well, I guess still does, had some acting chops. And uh, yeah, this is a it Nicolas a really- Cage house. We love Cage here. Yeah. Um, it was a real uh cage uh gong show. So highly recommend if you have some time to be sad with your thoughts. Um on a rainy day, maybe. Oh, so.
2: yeah, I really do. Oh my god, that's a great endorsement. I have I've been meaning to watch that forever because long-time it's listeners you can oh, oh that's it. great and say long-time listeners it. of this show know amanda and i both really really love Nicolas cage i genuinely think he's a really good actor <laughs> <laughs> so that's great <laughs> to hear i'm trying to watch that um i yeah, absolutely I don't, I'm trying to think of an answer to my own question. I don't know what my favorite movie that I've seen this year. I'm just thinking about this yeah. because recently all of us were together and Anne's partner Alex asked me what my top movie of the year was. Ooh. And I was like, oh God. Um jeez. Oh, and I, I didn't
1: know about Time helped.
2: <laughs> I know, no, I truly did. not I kind of, I was wondering actually, and I've been meaning to ask him if, um, if he was set it laying a trap for me to talk about Oppenheimer because I do want to know how he felt about it if he saw it, because I do. It oh. was up there for me, I will say. But I have talked about it on the radio. He did already. really like it. Okay, I can tell you that much. Great news.
1: I have. I think I have an answer, sort of. Take me there. And that this is the one I wanted to tell everybody about the most after I watched it, which we all watched, I think johnny mnemonic yes, johnny dude. <laughs> yeah like, I had johnny when big I was year. like yeah they they literally right after we watched it we're like we're doing a criteria yes, yes, i know yeah. it
2: was we we're exactly we were yeah at exactly the right time watching johnny mnemonic
1: i was just like if i saw this when i was 14 i would have been bugging people about johnny mnemonic like every day of high school it was just so dope it is an incredibly
2: charlie to. movie it has like such charlie energy yeah that's true
1: i'll leave that to you to interpret yeah, it's a like complimentary i mean that okay. complimentary
2: okay. <laughs> in a good way i like johnny mnemonic i have no beef with it
1: which you can watch on archive.org so check it out. I don't know how it got there. Or
2: you can get the Criterion. Yeah, soon to be. Is that out yet? Available. I don't think it's, it's like part of a, a collection that's criteria. being released. Yes. I don't think it has been out yet.
0: Okay.
1: It's on the channel, though. The Criterion oh, yeah. channel and archive.org.
2: Hell there yeah. Is. Nice.
1: Incredible.
2: I
0: don't know.
3: I think my answer is, unfortunately, kind of just like my actual like favorite movie of the year is kind of just straight down the middle it is decision to leave yeah dude I think, oh ugh, yeah 2023 movies that one i've been meaning to go back and like carve out three hours to re-watch it because it just like bowled me over i got to see it in um the incredible iu cinema so getting to see it on like a big screen was such a treat and i just want to like just want to feast on it oh, all over again it's so um, good yeah amazing. Yeah. I think that has to be the answer. I had some unexpected like movies I enjoyed, like I watched interview with the Vampire for the first time, the <gasps> yes. original movie and was like, Why did nobody make me watch this sooner? Um but I don't I think the mantle ultimately has to go to decision to leave.
2: That's a really good answer. I always I keep thinking of that as a movie from twenty twenty two but I think I also watched it in mm-hmm. January. Um, and it is—it's so. I keep forgetting that it's like yeah. part of this year. Ugh, oh, it's so good. I'm also—I really need to rewatch it. It's been a long year. Yeah, it really yeah, has. Yeah. I know, Shannon. As soon as you said it, nine months, I was like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure though? <laughs> I'm no. positive. Yeah. That can't be. That can't be right. <laughs> yeah, oh I hate God. it, but it's true. Oh, yeah. you simply hate to see it. Wow, but it's been—you know—there's always more movies to watch. There's several more months so left of this trail. year. It's not over yet. There's lots to Ooh. come. I'm very excited. Um, Little Italy too. Little Italy, little two. Italy, two. <laughs> Italy, two. Italy. too. Little or Italy too.
3: Light a prayer candle <laughs> for Little Italy. <laughs> it.
2: I hope... Is Hayden Christensen out of retirement then? Does he not... Does he act? Is he here?
1: Isn't he in one of those yeah. Star Wars shows? He's in all the Star Wars shows. Oh! Now. oh. That's right. I didn't I know. know. He's
2: yeah. not Andor,
0: That makes
1: sense. So I don't know.
2: He's
0: thinking yeah, that Disney. Andor wouldn't do that. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: He's not in
0: Andor. That one rocks. Because that's the good one. <laughs> so sorry to Hayden. I'm going to be so, so, so incongruous
1: if you shout out an and end, or
0: um is there like while we like hunt is there like should we say like what movie we're really jazzed about seeing yeah
2: let's do that because we're it's oh. just about the end here so we're gonna get cut off very soon i would love to Rapid hear what you fire. guys are looking forward to
3: easy mickey 17 Bong Joon Ho's <gasps> movie with Robert Pattinson. Yes, dude. Yeah. Well, very excited. <laughs> no <I'm done>. problem. <laughs> next, who's
0: next? <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm still for Cassandra with uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, where he plays. It's about the luchador um, who was an exótico, which Ooh. is like a queer-coded luchador in Mexico City. It's based on a true story. Oh God,
2: um, adding to
0: my list right now. And yeah, I heard of it. Uh, same. Yeah. It comes out this weekend. Oh. Uh, I think on Amazon, in theaters and like on Amazon maybe, but um, I would do so many things to make Gaia Garcia Bernal happy. And if watching this movie a bunch of times, so it gets good streaming numbers and he gets nominated for an Oscar, I'll do that. Incredible. Oh, okay, You're a real kid, Yes. Sold instantly.
3: For real. Amazing. I have an
1: easy answer here, which is Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes. Movie. I also like an absurdly
1: long movie, but nothing in between. I thought for I sure- I wanna see Joaquin Phoenix in the movie, it looks good.
2: I thought for sure you were gonna say yes, Killers of the dude. Flower Moon,